Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers, episode number 83. JT, how are you, man? What's shaking? I'm good. I'm good. I was telling Chris it's quite warm here in Texas and uh, nice weather, feeling good. Yeah, we're digging it. Yeah, it's, it's been a great fall. Hey, before we get into uh, Chris's story, which I can't wait to uh, do a deep dive in, into uh, his, uh, his entrepreneurship, which is really, really cool. But uh, let's thank our, our folks over at American Option Insurance. Hey, anyone, if you're looking for insurance, you just call those characters over there at American Op- Option Insurance. Talk to Brandon Strauss or any one of those folks over there. They're, they're, they're good peeps and they'll, they'll take care of you. They do uh, business throughout the United States. So with that, Chris, man, you, you're jumping on breaking business barriers and, and really excited to have you. You've, uh, you've got a personality personality beyond belief. Hey, first and foremost, where do we, uh, where can our listeners find you, Chris, on social media and beyond? Sure. So um, if you are a real estate agent, definitely join my, uh, uh, our Facebook group, Uncommon Real Estate. Uh, we put a lot of content out there, just helping real estate agents uh, get better. Um, my Instagram handle is at Cradrock, C-R-A-D-D-R-O-C-K. And um, my website, uh, ChrisCraddock.com. We'll definitely include that in the write-up uh, as as we get that out. But Chris, hey, reach out to Chris. He'll uh, he'll get back to you quickly. He's a busy guy, just uh, as most entrepreneurs are. But he'll be glad to connect and and maybe even share a little bit of personal personal advice. But Chris, why don't you tell uh, our listeners, along with JT and I, a little bit about your business, and then we'll get into how you got into what you're doing today. But why don't you give us a snapshot? Uh, you know, I, I see on LinkedIn and, and a little bit of what we've talked, but uh, tell us about your business. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, we've been in business uh, about five years is like since we started uh, really growing the team. You know, I kind of had a shift from uh, being in ministry to uh, to growing a the real estate team here. And uh, let's see, three years ago, we were 80 million in volume. Last year, we were at 120 million. This year, we're going to do just under 160 million and, uh, you know, just growing really, really fast. And um, it's just been awesome. I mean, the whole thing is, is leadership. You know, I've got a doctorate in leadership. I got that when I was doing ministry stuff. I love leading people, but it's, it's, it's that whole idea that, you know, Zig Ziglar talks about, you can have everything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want in life. And so I think that's pretty much why we've we've grown as fast as we've had because uh, literally we, we build our business based on me making sure the people in our organization have an upside that's just massive. And then the people in our organization make sure that our clients have, you know, are, are able to get what they're looking for and then they refer us more clients. So that's kind of the, the whole role there, at least for the real estate business. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. JT. Oh man. Uh, so, so much there. Uh, so doctorate and leadership. That's awesome. Um, how did you get into the ministry? Oh man, I was a mess in high school, man. I should have been like, I would be dead or in jail. And I actually, it was just an, an older guy, you know, just kind of came in and, you know, really spent spent time with me and some of my friends and really taught me what it was to be a man. And, and it was awesome. And so my life was changed dramatically. And, uh, you know, when I, I got into college, I volunteered with Young Life because I loved Young Life. Um, and then, uh, then I was on staff with, with Young Life. And actually 2003, you know, I was, I was making like 20 grand a year. And anybody who knows the DC area, you cannot live on 20 grand a year. 
And so that's actually when I started flipping houses and like in four months, I made 12 times what I made in a year. And, you know, we we're able to put money aside to, uh, um, to live, you know, in DC. And then, you know, I've got six kids now, which, you know, should have probably gotten a different hobby, but, uh, you know, whatever. And so, uh, you know, anybody who knows anything about kids knows that your money just goes away fast. And so that's kind of where I, uh, I started flipping houses again in the early 2000, like 2011, I think it was. And then one thing led to another. I read Gary Keller's MREA book and just saw that there's a good color by numbers plan to, to build out a team that you can net over a million dollars a year with. And, you know, took, took four years, but got there in four years. So it was pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty fun. That's amazing. So you were doing flips on the side while you were in the ministry and uh, you, you did, it uh, sounds like both of those for 10, 15 years. And then you got licensed, you said, uh, here, uh, what, eight, seven, eight years ago now? Yeah, something like that. But right, right just so I could do, so I could flip short sales at the time, because the banks were paying a commission if you bought short sales. But then, then when they changed the, their formula so that you couldn't buy them cheap enough to flip them anymore, that's when I started selling them on the market and then you know, read Gary's book and then kind of got that whole vision for what, what we became. Got it. So you started uh, as a solo agent and then it sounds like you got really busy really quick and had to, had to grow a team. Yeah. I mean, almost, I, I was a solo agent, but I really wasn't working as an agent. I, I was buying these to flip them. And then, you know, since I already had them, we just put them on the market. And then as soon as I decided to go all in for the team. I, I recruited two people right off the bat and, you know, we, we started, started running. You know, right That's away. awesome. So Chris, you, you know, you, there's a passion in ministry. There's no doubt about it. And we always talk about the fork in the road. That's one of the premises of uh, breaking business barriers. And, and there's a lot of forks in the road in life. We all know that whether it's in business, personal, you've got, if I understand six kids and uh, that's three times the number I have as well as JT. So I know your hands are full, but that fork on the road, when you made that, made that shift from, you know, your passion and ministry, which I, you know, that's awesome that, that you were doing that. And, and by the way, whoever your mentor was that helped you, help you lead you down that path is, is uh, incredibly uh, cool, I'm sure. But <laughs> But was there a fork in the road that you experienced at that time? Because you're leading with either your head or your heart. Yeah. You know, it was interesting. There, there were a number of different things that happened right at the same time. So um, I was um, I was in, in a church and I was kind of growing like I, I don't know. I, I mean, I remember uh, hearing Diana Kokoska say, if you have the ability to you know, to grow things, you have the responsibility to grow things. And, um, and so, you know, I, I've always been a big dreamer and, and where I was like a lot of folks were, you know, just happy where it was. And I don't, I have a hard time, like not seeing things in a big way. And so I was just getting a little restless with that. And then um, right at that time, um, I actually met somebody through my doctoral program that just, he actually did like a lot of church growth consulting and just kind of helped me see the world like much bigger. And that was also right, right around the time I was getting involved with Keller Williams as well. So all of this stuff happened and Keller Williams, you know, just they're, they're a training and coaching company as much as they are a real estate company. And so I just had all of these people come into my life right at the same time that said, Hey, 
you can be bigger, you can dream bigger, you can have a bigger life. And, uh, and it just, you know, the mentors that were there at the time were just ones that were in real estate and it just made sense to me. And, you know, it just, I don't know. I, I come alive when I see, when I'm able to build stuff. I, I don't know if you guys, do you guys remember that? That it's got a cheesy movie called Chariots of Fire. Oh, guys, heck yeah. I'm old enough to, you know, I was, I was around before that bad boy. So, oh yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's this amazing, amazing scene in it where, uh, hit uh, Eric Little's sister was like, man, why are you, why are you running the Olympics? You, you were supposed to go be a missionary to China. And, uh, and his comment that he said to his sister just stuck with me so strong. He's like, he's like, you know, you know, God made me for China, but he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. And I'm like, man, like for me, like building things. So I've got, I have eight businesses now that, that we built and scaled most of them in the real estate, you know, kind of flywheel, um, you know, but with it, you know, building things, I mean, honestly, I, I just know that that was what I was, I was built to do because I get, I get, I'm just, I feel so fulfilled and built up when I, I'm able to see things and kind of build it, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes total sense. And, and I, I wish you were a little bit more passionate, Chris. I mean, you know, <laughs> Yeah, we're my goodness, you know, it's amazing what passion can do. And, you know, and, and a lot of times people talk about it on our show about dreams and, and there are some naysayers out there about dreams, but I think dreams are, are goals under construction personally. And uh, sometimes that construction project takes a while. And sometimes it doesn't take so long. All right. So when you made the shift from the ministry, which is, again, God bless you for what you're doing. Uh, were you worried about what people were going to say? You know, you're going into real estate, you know, you're running into there, you know, man, you know, I don't have a whole lot of experience, you know, we've got to start somewhere, but uh, were you worried about what people are going to think? Yeah. I mean, always, I mean, who's not, anybody that says they're not, they're lying, right? Like we all care and we all whatever and, and everything else. But at the end of the day, um, one of the quotes I, I just always, I'm always saying to people that I'm teaching and coaching is, you know, imperfect action trumps perfect inaction in the day of the week. And you just gotta, you just gotta do it, you know? And so the cool thing was for me, when I was in ministry, any day that I had, that was a free day, I would just pick up my phone and like open up the alphabet. I pick an out a letter A's and I would just call everybody, Alan, Alvin, you know, whatever, just everybody with the letter A and just call them, ask them how they're doing, how I could serve them, how I could care for them. If there's anything I can do to pray for any of that stuff, I just ask them how they were doing. And then and then I go to the bees or whatever. And I just go through that anytime I had a free day or a free couple hours. And so in real estate, when I heard people talk about building your, your business through your database, I was like, well, I'm already doing this anyway. I might as well just call people. And so I just picked up the phone and just started talking to people. And the crazy thing is there's a law of reciprocity. When you ask somebody how they're doing their, or how their business is, how their life is, they're going to ask you about yours. And then real estate comes up and then they say, I ask if there's anything I can do for them. And they always ask, is there anything I can do for you? And I would just be able to say, Hey, if you know anybody really mean a lot to me, if you, if you know, you'd let me know if anybody that might be buying, selling or investing in the next 12 months. And I wouldn't bring it up. They would bring it up, you know, because I just was caring about them. Right. And, uh, and so really quick, we built a very big business really quick. And then we're able to build other offshoots through marketing and other pieces that, you know, that really helped us grow fast. Cool. JD. So Chris, I love the uh, chariots of fire quote there, by the way, <laughs> I've got the song in my head now. 
I have to watch it again. Uh, man, I'm just wondering how you find the time, the six kids, and how many businesses again? Four, four, did you say four? Uh, eight businesses. Eight businesses. Okay, I had halfway there. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What, what would, do, would you have any advice for people on time management? I'm just wondering how you, you know, maintain the time and, and energy and bandwidth to, to get so much done. Yeah. So one of the lessons I learned the hard way and, um, and again, it's all through having mentorship through other people. I mean, I do everything I can to put myself in the world of people that I really respect and love um, because every time I hang with them, they make me think bigger and think differently. But I remember uh, Gary Keller saying this. He's like, look, you can have 72 businesses. You can have 100 businesses as long as each one of them has their file folder and there's a face on it who, who is not you right? As long as it's you, you know, you're going to be the bottleneck and there's no way you can handle it. So like my title company, I've got a business partner, the attorney who runs it. It's, it's, it's his, my insurance company have a person on it. He runs it, right? My construction company, he, I got a, you know, person, a face, a face on it. He runs it. So I'm not doing that. Now I'll talk to them. We'll talk business development. We'll talk growth. We'll talk all that. But like, I don't, I mean, I don't, I couldn't write an insurance policy to save my life. I couldn't like, I mean, literally the construction stuff. I, I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know any of that. I like any of that stuff. So, so other people do that. They stay in their genius zone and I stay in mine. That's amazing. Uh, with businesses like that, that kind of could work together. Um, I'm curious, can, can you, can you do a real estate transaction and recommend your own insurance company? Or I'm just curious the, opportunist in me is wondering if, if you can work, you know, together with the same client or are those completely, those need to stay separate or. hundred percent. And then see, this is part of, this is part of like leveling up. Right. So um, I, I hired a coach, which so many people are like, Oh, spending money. I, I think that's, that's a no brainer. Honestly, it's, it's the most foolish thing ever to, to not spend money on coaching because I mean, honestly, the best investment you're ever going to make is on yourself. Right. And so I, you know, I spent about, you know, about a hundred grand in the last 12 months on coaching and masterminds and stuff like that. And, and, and it's the best, best investment I've ever made in my life. And so one of my coaches said to me early on, they're like, why, why get paid once on a transaction? If you can get paid five times on the same transaction in a compliant way, because nobody wants to go to jail, in a compliant way, then why get more clients when you can get more of the client? Or you could get both, more clients and more of the clients. And so, yeah, like every buy, you know, I'm we're closing at my title company. Usually we're, you know, using our insurance company. We've got a lender. We got, we got all of these different relationships where we're, you know, they need to put an addition on a house. You know, my construction company does that. Um, but again, one of the things with the construction company, we used to do small little punch out things, but then it wasn't worth it. So now we only do bathrooms, kitchens, additions, things that have a big margin and is worth our time. And, but all this stuff and going back to the question you asked, um, all that stuff is totally fine as long as you do it in a compliant way. And usually most of the time, the compliance like title and um, insurance and all that, it just, you know, it just requires a disclosure. And most, uh, I, I know you're part of Keller Williams, most Keller Williams market centers have a relationship with a title company or with a lender or whatever. And so you're already, because you're part of that brokerage, you're already having every client sign a disclosure, even if you're not working with that mortgage officer, that, that loan officer, they still have to sign that because your brokerage has a relationship. So it's just one extra form that the client is signing. Yeah, that, that's right. And, and I don't 
you know, I, I grew up in this business a long time ago and it was called cross-selling. I really believe it's cross-providing because you have a, you have a sincere relationship with all the folks that you just mentioned. And that relationship goes pretty deep and, and which leads to incredible customer service. And that's why customers uh, come back to you and your, let's just call them your affiliates, or, you know, from t- time and time again. And, and those customers go deep. So I think that's phenomenal. You know, I was, again, born and, bra- uh, born and bred in this business exactly that way. And uh, it took a number of years for me to really figure out it's all about, you know, unpacking the goods for great customer service. Uh, yeah, you can, you can get rewarded on the monetary side, some of which is not very much, but it's what trickles down, down the road with the customer, customer loyalty. That's cool, man. I'm, I'm impressed with that. And so folks uh, listening, there's some advice here to, that's just been unloaded from Chris, which is phenomenal. Taking, you know, following dreams, you know, lighten it up with passion, empowering other folks. Don't have to be the expert in everything, but you love to grow. And uh, you're, you're my kind of guy putting those puzzle pieces together. And my guess is you'll always continue to do that like, like a lot of great entrepreneurs. Well, before, before we head down to uh, Fireman's Row here on the, as we uh, hit the finale here, Chris, but man, you've had a lot of experience on doing a lot of things. Is there something that uh, you could tell us, maybe a, a quick story that will just crack us all up, make us, uh, make us giggle a little bit? Lord knows we could use uh, a good laugh from time to time. Well, I mean, the first thing I'll say that makes me laugh all the time is every time I hang out with any of my buddies from Texas, I always ask my uh, my favorite story. How you know somebody's from Texas? I, I don't know. They'll tell you. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. I was in a restaurant the other day and I walked, no, I was taking my son to get a haircut. And there was one other guy there and we both had Texas shirts on. <laughs> I was like, this is probably the only state where, you know, people just want everyone to know that, hey, Texas. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, dang, I've had, I've had so many things like a house I bought to flip literally. Uh, well, the first part isn't funny. So I won't tell that part, but literally the guy blew the house up. So that's like crazy. Um, I've had, you know, one of my business partners went into a house and he was like, his eyes were watering. He's no, like, it was just nasty. And he was like, man, this is rough. And as he's walking through, he's like, man, what is this spongy flooring material? Cause it's like a hoarder house with like little pathways. And he's like, what's this like spongy flooring material? And he looks down and gets close and realizes that all of the flooring that has the pathway in between all the stuff was compressed cat crap. <laughs> Oh. He, he literally started dry heaving in his mouth and he's like, I got to go outside. I got to go outside. <laughs> so, wow. so, I mean, there, oh, geez. I, like I could go on and on. Like there's a guy, oh my gosh, I'm not, oh man, my wife would kill me if I told this story. But like, I mean, there's like some crazy stuff that we found. I'll say, I'll just say like, yeah, mannequins and other things in houses that have just been insane. So yeah, it's, it's been nutty. It's just so fun. You know, I love collecting stories. And that's like one of my favorite things to do is sit around and tell stories. But uh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Chris, speaking of stories, uh, I know you're a big reader. And I know that Brent is a big reader. And I know that I need to do more reading. <laughs> but uh, you were telling me the other day some, I mean, man, you'd had like five books just, you know, on the tip of your tongue. 
Uh, so I'd love to hear, you know, for our listeners, some of your favorite books. Oh man, I've got so many. It's, it's hard to, hard to say. And actually on my website, the chrisgraddick.com, I put a, a millionaire reading list um, where I think books that every millionaire, if you want to be a millionaire, you need to read these books because it'll teach you to think differently. Um, dang. It, it depends on what, uh, what topic we're, we're going on. Cause like what I'll do is I'll pick a topic and then I'll read everything on that topic. That's really good. So like, like last year, I was really trying to learn on learn leverage, like how to get myself out of the the day to day, stop working in the business, start working on it. And so there's a bunch of books like like Traction, The E Myth, Clockwork, Scrum. Um, uh, there's a couple other ones um, in there, but Fix This Next. Those are all like some of those books that I think are just really, really, really good. Right now, I'm reading. Um, uh, what am I reading right now? Um, uh, I'm reading The Art of Learning, which, you know, the guy that they wrote the book, uh, Searching for Bobby Fischer, uh, about he was the best chess player in the world. And then he went and became the best uh, push-ins, um, you know, martial artist in the world. And like, it, like his whole idea was that if you, we don't even realize that we're not learning, right? That we're, that like, if, if you stop, if you never made the same mistake twice, you could be the best in the world at something in about a month. But the reality is, like, we don't even realize when we're making mistakes. So if you're a real estate agent and you go on a listing appointment and you didn't get it, the reality is, if you had, if you had Groundhog Day and could go on that listing appointment 100 times until you got it right, you'd probably walk out with the listing. So the reality is, like, everybody blames everything else and you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, but if they're going to sell with somebody and you had the, a crack at it, you obviously did something wrong to not convince them that you were their best shot. So like, can you learn faster so that you don't like Keith Cunningham in his book, you know, uh, the road less stupid. He talks about paying the stupid tax. Can you not pay the stupid tax by doing the same thing over and over again? Um, three wealth building books that I love. Uh, uh, Rich dad, poor dad, got to read it. Um, Richest man of Babylon. If you've never read that, you have to read it and uh, think and grow rich. You know, those are like, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur and you've never read those books, like, honestly, you haven't done your one-on-one homework and you don't deserve to be rich. <laughs> Taking notes over here. <laughs> yeah. All it takes. I mean, you know, I've, you know, go back to the coaching you talk about, Chris, best investment in the planet. You know, I've had outside coaching myself. I know JT's had it. I've had it for 25 plus years and uh, some very long standing, uh, including my kids when they're in, <clears throat> when they're in high school. That's how much I believe in it. And the investment, the return on investment is incredible. And, and uh, you've got a great story, man. And it, it's understanding. Yeah, I understand why your business is where it is today. And, and uh, you have a lot of really good people around you that you've, that you've uh, influenced and you're learning with, which is super cool. You have some experts. So there's some great advice out there, Chris. As we as we begin to wrap up, Chris, is there any final words that you have for aspiring entrepreneurs? You you've unpacked a ton, but any anything out there that, uh, in short, that you could say, here's yeah. what influenced me. Here's uh, here take the chance. Anything? Any last words there, Chris? So I'd say uh, a couple different things. One. Um, if you want to win, I, I found it's, it's two things, activity and skill, right? Talk to enough people. Even if you're a terrible salesperson, if you talk to a thousand people a day, you're going to outperform a great salesperson that talks to two people a day, any day of the week. You're going to fall into transactions if you, if you just put yourself out there enough, right? You'll get lucky. It's just true. 
Um, the harder work you work, the luckier you get, right? Um, the second thing is um, skill. Um, you know, this, this is one of the places where I leveled up massively a couple of years ago, my wife asked me, she's like, you're always teaching your team. You're always teaching the people in your world, but do they understand, like, are you giving them a fish or are you teaching them to fish? Do they understand the price that you pay? Cause she's like, I've never heard anybody that, and I don't read that much. I listen, I love audible and podcasts and everything else. She's like, I've never seen anybody that that literally is taking in as much content as you take in on a daily basis. And so that's when I started just talking about how important it is to just be taking that in. And then the last thing I'll say about skill building is you've got to find those people that will help you compress decades into days, right? Those people that when you talk to them, you know that they've got an edge that you don't have because they paid some sort of price on that. And so what I found was Anybody that I really liked their vibe, like if I listened to a podcast, if I if I was on something, whatever, I would just reach out to those people. And some people didn't reply. And but I was shocked at how many people did. And so I was able to get on the phone with some of these people that were just amazing. And they literally would just tell me and like I'd hear in like 15 minutes, just small things that would help me be just massively better because they paid a price and they paid a tax that I didn't have to pay because they told me how to avoid that. Dude, that is that is absolutely huge right there. And man, it's hard to top that, Chris. Let, let me tell you. And and again, I wish you had, a, you know, JT, you're probably hoping that we're both hoping that you'll be a little bit more passionate than you are. But uh, man, that's that's super cool. And and uh, hey, folks, it's been a pleasure having Chris on Breaking Business Barriers. And, and what a, what an exciting individual and, and learning more about his business. I, I can't wait. You know, as as JT and I have made it very well known, it's an opportunity for us to be people that we don't necessarily see every day and inspire us and, and hear what makes them successful. Maybe where they've they've uh, tripped and and broken an ankle in a, in a pothole or two, you know, but got right back up and, and kept on running. But hey, Chris, man, what a what a pleasure. So, JT, on behalf of uh, both of us at, at Breaking Business Barriers, Chris, what a what a cool pleasure and, and uh, awesome to have you on, my friend. Loved hanging with you guys. Thanks so much for having me. Very cool. Very cool.